0: Hey, again, everybody. This is, this podcast is not for you. Um, You just finished listening to, or last week maybe, just finished listening to part one of Tyler Kacak's episode um, with us talking about animation, his life, um, everything to do with Tyler. Uh, This is the second episode, second installment of that um, evening that we had with Tyler Um, and I hope you enjoy.
1: I I think one thing that I was wanting to ask going into this is just because I don't know the role of a director on an animation film seems so different from the role of a director on a film production and maybe that's just my perception of it but like on a film shoot a lot of times like sometimes a director will pick up the camera and operate the camera Mm -hmm. and they're interacting with the actors to get the perform i mean that's like the majority of a director's job on a film set is like interacting with the actors to get performances that's such a huge part of it when you take that out of it and put it into animation i'm i'm very curious like how how that works that role of a director when it's overseeing a team of people creating the vision and it's literally like other Mm -hmm. people literally creating the images, you know? So I was just curious, like what is that dynamic like between the director and an animation team?
2: Yeah. I, I don't know enough about live action film production as in regards to actually being on set. But in my mind, I, I think there are so many parallels. Mm. There has to be, and this, this is coming from night na- naiveness i don't really know because like i guess i've never actually been on a live action shoot to sure. see the director i've seen the behind the scenes of plenty of dvds sure. but like you know that's a and maybe
1: the that's a marketed
2: is, piece of material to sell their movies so the
1: question is coming from my naivete mm-hmm. from animation yeah. stuff
2: but no the director in animation i mean they're making all the decisions mm. you know what color is that what What's this? Like they're in the Mm. sound booth with the actor saying, try it more this, Mm. the, the, this just like, just like a live action would right up until this point, your character has gone through this and this is the moment where they realize this. And so,
1: so they're still doing that mm -hmm. working with the actor. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: Sure. Yeah. And then in the studio, like they're, they're saying like, all right, to the animators then listen, we did the read with Will. Because we really like this take with Will. This is why we liked it. And so, you know, Lance needs to do this because blah, blah, blah. Um, so it's all they're sharing that vision. And then outside of that performance-driven animation and actor, you know, dialogue, you know, they're mm-hmm. sitting there in the art department being like, Lance's car looks like this. Mm-hmm. We like a little more streamlined here. Mm-hmm. This, there, this, 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 they're, you know, going, they're going like, hey, can we... And if they don't have a vision, say like, you know, we don't really know what Lance's theme is or what Ferdinand's right. entry when he, whatever, like right. that's where he has his team of, you know, editors and whatever that can be like, let's try this, let's try this, let's pull from here. Yeah. And then they're just making decisions. It's really, on the it fly seems like it's, it's not all that, what also I didn't think about this
0: earlier, it. but it's not that different than a a B unit on a film. Set going off and shooting something or a C unit because the director is usually not. If it's a big production, sure. the director may not be on location. Yeah, right, right.
1: Unless you're Chris Nolan and you demand to shoot every mm. shot yourself. But in
2: animation, it's he's they're always there. Mm. They're always there, there. Is
1: no B unit for no. Mm.
2: No, I mean you could have a co-director. Right. Yeah, uh, you know some animated films do have co-directors or three teams, but like they're mm. not trying to tell two different stories, just like a B right. unit. Um, but now, like in my experience so far, when it is director review time, you're sitting there in the room with the director and they're looking at your shots and saying, yeah, this works. Mm-hmm. Um, now a little slower, yeah. a little faster, you know,
0: bring us up to date on Tyler, bring us up to date on what What's going on now? this, this year and last year, like your What's going journey. On I know you've got <laughs> crazy stories. Um, <laughs> for vancouver and stuff but just mm-hmm. the last let's just say the last couple of years yeah, like man. where you been where are you at now why are you here what's your plan for the future mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> oh man i don't have mm-hmm. a plan <laughs> uh, Learn not to plan anything. start with your injury because i want to learn more about this how it happened so, you yeah, don't so, want to
0: talk about it but oh gosh i
2: have to go pretty far back which is fine I was yeah. working at We can talk Sky about that Studios, if you want to, but um, I know that's really sore. <laughs> well, that's, really... that's a different... I have to talk about my leg. We're going to have Blue Sky Studios. Uh, the last project okay. I worked on there was Spies in Disguise. I actually worked on their next project for a little bit, but that window closed and I moved on to work on uh, Over the Moon. Now, the reason I left Blue Sky... I have been at Blue Sky almost five years um, and made some of... Made some really great friends at that studio, but we just knew it was time to go. There had been in 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 my industry, there had been whispers. It wasn't whispers. I'm being uh, trying to be discreet about it, but I I don't know why. Sure. I think because I'm just trying to be careful not to go down a different tangent. <laughs> so there had been uh, an announcement that um, Glenn Keane was going to be directing his first movie, and Glenn is always somebody I had. Uh, I, I'd learned about him as a kid of all the things I didn't know about animation as a kid. I did know who Glenn was. Um, and he had been at Disney 38 years and retired and he, he's, uh, the supervising animator of Ariel, the beast, Tarzan. Anyways. So I just really looked up to Glenn, um, for a lot of reasons and I can definitely answer them if you get into it, but he was going to be directing and Mm -hmm. it always been my, dream of mine to work with him specifically mm-hmm. there's actually a handful of people that i hope to get to work with one day but being a kid learning about animation not understanding yet how time worked i knew what a job was in animation didn't really get how time worked but time i yep. did get to be right. a working age you'd and in the industry everybody was retired right. <laughs> so mm-hmm. i was like yeah. i had i had romanticized it up in my head then i'm like i'll mm-hmm. get there yeah. and they'll all be there and I'll just be their buddy, mm-hmm. and we'll just make art together, right?
1: Well, they're 95 years old. Now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so they're moving on, or uh, just heart, like I was too green to even get into mm-hmm. the studio still, but anyways, with Glenn, um, the announcement being he's going to direct, I was like, and it was announced that it was going to be a CG feature, not a hand-drawn. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh man, uh, I know the demands of... CG animation I was like they need they need butts <laughs> in seats I'm like I wonder if my butt could be in one of those seats that's literally the conversation my in, in my head I was like I bet they need butts in those seats I, I wonder my if my butt yeah that door that window opportunity the timing just fell um that I was able we were able to go work on over the moon um and the thing is that took place they were animating up in Vancouver Canada at Sony And so we had to leave, even though I, I was, I'd spent a good time at Blue Sky and, um, I was looking forward to their next project. Um, this is just one of those things where I'm like that same kind of instinct as a kid. If I don't do it, I don't, I don't know if there'll be another chance. And I had an offer. I'm like, they wanted me there. I'm like. Yeah, I yeah. have a stable job, and I have all this. So I'm just like, I have to try. Like, I Hey, really Tyler, we uh, <laughs> actually will we'll take your butt. I can make, make one warm.
0: Tyler, we uh, actually will <laughs> take your butt. Your butt. <laughs>
2: Thank you. My butt's coming. Um, so we mm-hmm. we left the East Coast and made our way up to the Pacific Northwest, mm-hmm. um, and we were animating in Vancouver. So you want to talk about my leg, so that's the setup. So we had <laughs> – goodness. We – had come back, we had left ourselves, I think a month right. and a half in between moving set. to, you know, leave the East coast, right. settled settled. get settled, yeah. get to the, we had never been to Vancouver before. So get familiar, get yeah. to know the, the lay of the land. And we had been told by people that had worked there before and lived there before that it's a very walkable city. Uh, you don't have to take a car. There's a lot of really good public transit. All of this is true now living there, but I, on my when I was we came back to Missouri mm. and spent like 2 weeks here just hanging out with family before going up we left enough time to do that and so literally that was September 30th or 31st there's 30 days in September 30 yes. 31st yeah, 30 okay so we were flying to Vancouver on October 1st and so we were just hanging out with my family at one of their houses cuz the next day me and my wife were flying so it was just like cooking out hanging out a farewell type Good luck type get together, and I was playing a board game with my niece, and I went to chase her, uh, and I tore my Achilles.
3: Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah. What well, board game?
2: Throw throw burrito. Oh yeah,
3: I, have, hey, hey, I, I have haven't heard played of that, that yet.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so did you catch her? No, my Achilles popped, <laughs> man. <laughs> First step. I was not. I did not move after that. So we went to hospital and. We didn't know there was like a delirious, like, this isn't so bad. We'll be okay. Cause like, we didn't have time to think about it. We flew out to Canada the next day, but like we went to the hospital and they said, uh, they said, oh, you probably just strained your calf. And all they did was wrap it and give me crutches. Oh, and I'm wow. like, oh, okay. <laughs> and I was like, we, I guess like your hospital, I don't know, Sure. <laughs> so we go up to camp, they gave me some stretches to do and all that kind of stuff. And they said, careful, like, don't go into heavy stretching, but just, you know, watch over that, ice it, this, whatever. And I didn't start, uh, I didn't start uh, at Sony till October 7th. So the original idea and get there on the first, spend a week getting to know where's our grocery store, where's the bank, how are we public transiting, like just kind of get to know the area. But I can't walk. Uh, yeah. And for a very walkable city, we didn't take a car because we had planned to just walk it. Mm. I now couldn't walk. I couldn't put any weight on it. And it's a very rainy town. And so mm. crutches on a very slippy, wet... I fell a few times. Yikes. Um And it was just exhausting. Um, so, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, about a week went by. So... And I have a, I have a cousin, um, in sports medicine. Um, she works at Fresno state in the athletic department and we had reached out to her being like, Hey, this happened about a week ago. We're not seeing any improvement. We're doing the stretches, but like it's black and blue. It's not like my ankle, like everything below my ankle is like swollen and black and blue. And she's like, what did they say? Like, what did they say? It was like, somebody just strained my muscle, but it, like, I don't feel any improvement. She's like, get off of it right now. And I wasn't really on it. I would only be on it for stretches. She's like, don't do anything. Go see a sports specific doctor right now. And so we found one, um, there in Canada and, uh, they're like, they did all their tests and whatever. Like you didn't strain your calf muscle. You pulled your Achilles. And I was just like, for a whole week, I've just been like, it's just a strained calf. It hurt like crazy. So yeah. Um, so then, then we went through the steps to figure out what I needed to do for a, a pulled Achilles. Um, Yikes. they did a x-ray, um, and you could see, you could see like a little, like somebody took a little scissors and just like a pizza slice just so like part of it was still holding, but then there was just like this little cut in Oof. it. So no, it didn't retract cause it was still holding, but just barely and so you that's, tried, my, that's, my, split it that's <laughs> why my cousin was like stop doing stretches yeah because you know, she knew she's like go go confirm but i think you and that's when they did so the fact that it wasn't a full tear then we started a conservative treatment without surgery um long story short the conservative treatment did not work and so i still had the whole time we we're in vancouver i was pretty immobile 12 it was six weeks no weight on it whatsoever so we, we eventually got one of those knee scooters because crutches in Vancouver was just too dangerous. Yeah. Um, i had fallen enough that I'm like, I don't want to do wet sidewalks and crutches anymore. Uh, and so we got a knee scooter. And so like I just knee scootered to work every day. Wow. And so like this leg, my right leg was just like a beast and my left leg was just like uh, at- atrophying. <laughs> uh, anyways, so the, pretty much the whole time on over the moon, I was also dealing with physical therapy of some sort yeah. and, you know, learning to walk again. Um, but in the end, it did not heal properly. Um, it developed severe tendonitis and it healed too long. So there was no more tension in the foot. So it just kind of flopped foot because there was no, it's like a rubber band, right? Mm-hmm. And the, it's like a piece of like a elastic on a you know pair of underwear that doesn't work anymore. Mm-hmm. That's what my... Achilles, it just had no more tension in it. Mm-hmm. So it healed too long and had mm-hmm. tendonitis. So it was really painful. Um, and so I didn't know any of that. I, I felt all the pain, but I didn't know the diagnosis yet. Um, but anyways, Over the Moon wrapped on March 6th, 2020. And then about a week later, the world shut down. Wow. Um, now, Samantha, my wife and I, we had a huge... Going to an art school, we had a lot of student loans. Yeah. Um a lot. Right. Uh, um, and I could talk about that too. <laughs> but uh I don't mind. We had a six figure number and it was daunting, but we had made yeah. it a goal to pay it off. Um and so we kicked butt and we paid it all off. Wow. And we had done that before leaving to go to Canada. Yeah. Well wow. um, and so we had this like really fun daydream goal of listen, we'll celebrate that after Over the Moon, because over the moon's kind of this like fun reward for me already yeah. Yeah. and that's pre-injury. We didn't like, we went and just like, so we'll do over the moon, we'll have fun. um, And then after we'll go to Hawaii as like our Mm -hmm. good job paying off loans. And then my, my wife is half Pacific Islander. So her Pacific Islander side, a lot of them are in Maui. Okay. And she's not got to meet a lot of them in her life. So a lot of those doors have Mm. gotten to open in the past few years because of social media. And so we're like, let's go to Maui and meet your family and just celebrate being debt-free yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Of course, I injure myself. COVID hits. Our trip gets canceled. I actually can't walk normally. Right. Um, and then we find ourselves in Vancouver, March 6th. And we had planned to stay in Vancouver for the month of March, just the rest of it, just being tourists. Because like yep. I was working all time. So like, let's just spend yep. the month of March just hanging out, doing whatever seeing the sights. Right. Again, we had that plan thinking I'd have a healthy leg. Right. Yeah. And so like we get to the end of our time on over the moon. I really can't use my leg to do anything other than walk. Mm -hmm. So there is no skiing. There is no, you know, paddle boarding. There's no fun things, you know, bike trips or whatever. It's just like, all right, go to the grocery store. And even then it would swell up and be really painful. But still, um, COVID hit. So I had work lined up for May. Um, Sort of like, oh, two months off. We'll hang out in, and then this is pre-COVID. Well, pre-COVID and pre-injury. We'll hang out in Vancouver for three weeks, go to Hawaii, come back, hang out with our family, and then in May, start your new opportunity.
0: Right. Was that also in Vancouver? Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah, yeah. So that was the plan. And when we say hang out with family, we come back to Missouri sure. for a month and a half and, you know, see soccer games and just, you right. know, get to, yep. you know, do whatever uh, and then come back and work. So COVID hit, my leg was bad. So we lost our Hawaii, Hawaii trip got canceled. Yep. Um, and then we found ourselves without work in Vancouver And at that time, the city was starting to shut down. So there wasn't really anything to go slash I couldn't really do anything anyways. And then there was rumors starting that the border was going to shut down. And we were like, all right, we only have our Airbnb through the month of March because we were going to leave. Right. Yeah. I'm like, if the border shuts down, we have nowhere to live after in April. Yeah. And May is too far away that we don't have anything really signed. It's just this company is going to reach out to me. And yeah. like they just said, just keep checking back with us. Right. So it's like, there's no signed thing saying I have work in May. So I'm like, we could be homeless and jobless if we don't get out of Canada now, because we're not going to Hawaii anymore. And mm-hmm. like, uh, so we're like, we just got this feeling like we just need to get out of Canada. Right. Um, we're like, because we, we don't want to be homeless and jobless and yeah. stranded because the border shut down. Yeah. Um, and so we just, you uh, know, we didn't have a car. And so at that time Seattle was the hot spot
3: on the right. news. Right. Yep. And mm-hmm. that's
2: only about I don't actually know, an hour and a half, hour and twenty, an hour away. Yeah. And so there was a lot of fear around the Pacific yeah. Northwest. Vancouver wasn't as locked down yet, but there was a lot of like don't go to the border type mm-hmm. feelings in the air. Um, but we were like, Well, we don't have a car, air it's currently not safe to fly and some flights are even I mean, our our trip to Hawaii got canceled, so some things are already shutting down. Yeah, So we're like, all right, we have to drive, but we don't have a car, so let's rent a car and get back to Missouri. And so we'll just make a fun road trip through all the national parks and all mm-hmm. the way back to Missouri. Um, but you can't rent a car in a foreign country, even though it's on the same continent, and return it in a different country, right. even though if it's the same even if it's the same commercial like enterprise or budget that hmm. you can't do it. Um, so we had to get to Washington to rent a car uh, so we could return it in Missouri. Right. So we started asking our friends, Hey, can you just take us across the border to the closest rental car place? Yeah, uh, Cause we just need to get a car so we can leave. Right. Yeah. And they're like, a lot of them weren't comfortable because of the news sure. and whatever. So we had no way. We just were like, we have nobody here to help us out. So we uh, our <laughs> so we had to do some, like, amazing race-level decision-making. <laughs> right. So Uber had just come to Vancouver, and we're like, all right, let's just get an Uber. We'll try it, see if they'll take us across. <laughs> and so we get an Uber down to the border, and we told the guy our story. And he's like, I don't have my passport. I can't get across. And we're like, can you just let us out? He's like, yeah. So we get out of the car. We walk across the border through customs. And then on the other side, once we're through, we call a U.S. Uber. And then they take us to the rental car place. <laughs> right? And then we get a rental car, drive back up to Vancouver. Then we pack up the car.
3: Because <laughs> you officially rented it in America yes, at this point. exactly. Yep.
2: And then Samantha, she was like, let's just leave now. What if in the night they cancel, not close the border and we're stuck? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah. I'm too tired. We're just going to take that chance that hopefully tomorrow it's not shut down and even if it is they know we're u.s citizens trying to get home we have right. u.s plates on our car maybe let's just say get out of our country <laughs> <laughs> yeah well hopefully right but the border didn't shut down in the night when we packed up we left up we left early in the morning and just drove straight through not straight through to missouri but like went through the border got all our stuff in the car and we just kept driving now in march during covid you're either dealing with national parks aren't open for the year yet yeah, or true. they are shut down for the virus. Yeah. So we saw no national parks. Oh, man. <laughs> and what so we're just bar. like, we're like, wow, we didn't get to do Hawaii. Like Damn. we cried like the whole drive home. <laughs> like my leg hurts. yeah, yeah. We're, You can't stop to go to the bathroom anywhere. Cause everyone's like COVID's on the gas pumps. And you're like, yeah. I can't even go to a national park. I'm like, what is happening? I'm like, uh, so, we get back to Missouri. We tried to see as much as we could. And it's still gorgeous area of the country. Like driving through the Pacific Northwest, yeah. down through Wyoming and Colorado, even if you can't stop in a national park, you're you're not seeing anything ugly. Yeah, like It's gorgeous. It's absolutely gorgeous. So it's not a bad trip at all. We just didn't get to stop at some really fun sites. But we hit Boise, Idaho, and uh, we stayed there two days. Um, cause I had to teach one night, so I needed Wi-Fi. So yeah. I had to stay one night. And so we, we stayed at least two nights and my wife, she grew up in Boise for a little bit. So we, she, I got to see where she, her original elementary school. So we had some fun in Boise. Right. And I think Idaho had like two cases at that point, two mm-hmm. cases in like the whole state, not just Boise. Like, I don't know. I may be making that up, but still we felt my wife and I just didn't have another choice, so we yeah. kind of just were like, we could either drive really paranoid and freaked out, and we were getting a lot of texts from loved ones being like, "Where are you? Okay? Like, you know, how's how's the drive? Like, it's gorgeous. Like, yeah. we're yeah. we the music's cranked, windows yeah. are down, our tears are rolling. We can't do anything. <laughs> we can't do anything but just get there. Yeah. So, it's great. <laughs> it's not Hawaii, but it's great. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, and so we, we got to Boise and then I called my uncle who's in Denver. I was like, hey, in about five days, we're planning to come through Denver. It doesn't take five days to get there, but we were going to weave down to Moab and do some other like national parks. Yeah. And my uncle, he was like, listen, I doesn't sound like you guys are really too afraid, which I'm really glad. I don't want to give you anything to be afraid of. Definitely don't act out of fear. But each state is handling this very differently. And I don't know if you're going to be able to, get through here in five days. And I was like, really? I was like another thing that we have to grieve. I'm like, Ugh. so he's like, do what you want. I support you either way, but of course you can come through and stay with us. Uh, but just know in five days, I don't know what the answer will be. Yeah. And I was like, oh. so I was like now I got to get off the phone and tell my wife this, and she's already like super, we both are pretty, super emotional about it. And I was like, I told, I told Samantha and essentially just came down to like, we felt so heavy and disappointed by everything and we just, we just asked ourselves simply like, what do we want? Like, not what is our dream? Cause we didn't get to do that kind of big yeah thing, but like, what do we want right now? And we both are just like, let's just get to Joplin. Like, let's just get, let's just get back with family. Like, mm. so we just made a beeline from Boise to Denver and then Denver stayed one night with my uncle Denver to Joplin which I think are both 10 or 12 hour days. Yeah. Something like yeah. that. Um, so we didn't do any of the Moab or um, we were going to go down to Zion. We were doing this big weave, but Zion and Moab had shut down anyways before we could get there. Mm. So it's wouldn't we wouldn't have been able to do it anyways. Um, so made it back to Joplin and we thought, I think we were still very optimistic, we were very optimistic that we like, in May, we'll just head back up. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, nobody, none of us yeah. knew how long COVID was going to last. So we're like, all right, we'll just hang out here, even though we didn't get to do the things we planned. At least in May, you know, we'll be headed back up. Yeah. But May came and went and uh, didn't even hear from that company, which is fine. The, the, the whole animation world got really, really affected. By COVID, so, yeah, it's totally fine. I mean, it stinks because I was looking forward to it, but it was not good for us timing-wise at that point because my leg had gotten so bad that we decided to get it. Well, I was still in contact with my Canadian doctors, and I was sending them pictures and videos of my progress, and they were not happy. And they're like, you should go get it checked out. And so we talked to my sports medicine cousin again, and she was like, yeah, I think you... I, I don't this isn't looking good. So we went here in Joplin and got looked at again and that's when that's when I found out healed too long, severe tendonitis got and you. the the elasticity and all that was gone. So that's when we uh, had to get surgery I had to get surgery to actually fix it. So then we went back into the boot, back into the crutches and the scooter and Mm -hmm. all that stuff. So, same injury, but lasted a year essentially. Right. Um, And now I'm recovered from it, got a really cool scar, Um, but I can actually use my leg um, without that lot
3: of pain and discomfort. Did you go back to the original doctor in Joplin?
2: There wasn't, no, 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 there wasn't original. That was Canada.
3: No, I thought the first time you went was here. The one that they wrapped like, yeah, it and said, you strained calf. your calf. Yeah.
2: No, we didn't go to that one. We went to a specific sports medicine doc. The The previous one, when I pulled it, we just went to like the emergency room at Mercy and just walked in. I'm like, hey, this happened. This hurts. Yeah. And that's when we got the came back. We went to a specific uh, huh. sports medicine doctor, surgeon and said, uh, and he's like, oh, yeah. He's like, if you would have walked into my office day one on this injury, I would have put you into surgery right away. Wow. He's like, you're young enough that this isn't going to affect you as bad. He's like, I only ever do that conservative treatment stuff with like 70-year-olds and eight older that aren't jumping anymore and aren't huh. whatever. Yeah. Um, but he's like, you're 30. You you want your leg, don't you? I'm like, yeah. He's like, yeah, I would have I would have put you into surgery yeah. day one.
3: Well, I've got two follow-up questions to that Kay. story. One, did you get to meet Glenn? Yeah, absolutely. Like, How was the... They say don't meet your heroes, right? I. So I was just wondering...
2: <laughs> that should be a fun... Who have you gotten to meet? You should ask that question. <laughs> who have you gotten to meet? What
3: was meeting Glenn like?
2: As, uh, no, uh. so since Glenn did direct Over the Moon... Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's the same thing where we were talking earlier. You're in the room with the director talking about your shots. So, yeah, I mean, he's the director. You're getting to talk shots and animation and learn from... Uh, learn from him. Was which it
3: everything you thought it would be?
2: It was. And I, what's really some context to this relationship is Nickelodeon was in Burbank, California. And so we had actually, when I worked at Nickelodeon, I was in Burbank and we had gone up to church in Valencia. And through that church, I actually got to meet him at church one day. Whoa. And Samantha was the brave one. I was a little too like, oh, my gosh, she's like sitting over there. Um, We're like
3: hearing the same sermon right now.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Um, And so my wife, she's not uh, in the field of animation. She's, you know, to to my wife, all these people we get to meet are just regular people, and they are. I'm the one that – sure. A little starstruck and a little yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. And so she's just like, Do you want to meet him? I'm like, I've always wanted to meet him. She's like, Let's go, and because it's just another person you meet yeah. out, out, sure. out to on the go, right? Yeah, and so I was like, What? And she's just beeline straight to him, is like, My husband wants to meet you, and I'm like, This is happening, <laughs> right? Uh, I she like, did I'm,
0: that again. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to, she always me. does like, it.
2: She did that with somebody
0: else, Greg Daniels, right? Whenever she did you, with Greg
2: Daniels she didn't know yeah. who he was, she did it with Ellie Kemper. She did it with she doesn't there's no con- which I love it about her, yes yeah, she's awesome. just like it's just a person, I'm like, you're absolutely right, yeah, I'm the one that has this like oh fun, I'm such a fan, anyway, yeah. keep going, sorry, I don't know yeah, anyway, so so I got to meet him that day, and um is really fun i th- i in my mind, I'm like, hey, I just gotta meet' him. if the relationship if that's all that is, that was that was. Really, really exciting, encouraging, yeah. um, a fun story. Like, yeah. I will just cherish that little moment forever. But as far as in the United States goes, the animation hub, you could say, is Los Angeles. Right. right. There's a lot of animation in the L.A. area. So there's a lot of events and... Um, conventions and stuff and, and show galleries and stuff celebrating animation or the art of animation stuff. So we would keep crossing paths at different things. Mm -hmm. And I'm just, he remembered Samantha and me and he would, how Samantha, how are you? So we got to build a, a really, a relationship that I always just, I was hoping one day to get to work with him, which I have gotten to do. But even if I had never gotten to the relationship that has grown from that one interaction, is more valuable to me. Yeah. Um. So at this point, when I'm going to working over the moon, we, it was the eight year old doing backflips, celebrating this right. But then the thirty year old is just like, man, this is such a cool moment to just get to be here and yeah. you know whatever. So there was that like, oh my gosh, I'm sitting in the room with Glenn and I've already known Glenn. We've already had conversations, but like now I'm just in a room talking about making a movie. And now I'm like, I don't know how to act. <laughs> like, right. If we weren't doing this, I think I'd act okay. But now I'm actually uh, talking animation. He's talking about my shots, giving me tips. And I'm like, I'm speechless. Like I don't <laughs> yeah. know how to behave anymore. I'm yeah. like, <sighs> so there was like the first time I showed him my shot, I totally was like, thanks. <laughs> got it. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Cause I was just like, I can't believe the inner eight year old is just like, what? He could yeah. be giving you the harshest note, but you're like, Oh, they were, yeah, it was, it was, and they weren't harsh, this but it is was
3: terrible. And you're like,
2: thanks. it wasn't. No, he's a very,
3: you really think so?
2: <laughs> thank you. It is bad. I did it. So I'd make sure I got a note. Uh, no, he's a, he's an incredibly patient and kind teacher. Um, But, no, there were totally notes that just, like, it would be better like this. And I'm like, I see it. That's amazing, right? You've been shooting a free throw one way the whole time, and then, like, twist it that way, and you're like, that feels great. Mm. Um, But, no, it it was really, really cool. So, yeah, it was amazing to work with them. And it got better, like, you know, getting the role of production, and you realize, like, yeah, you're, you're all on the same page, making the same, yeah. trying to get the same thing done, get the best work up on screen, and that's their job. right? And he would be, for the most part, he was down in Los Angeles videoing in, but he would come up to the studio once a month or so, him and the, the production posse, and the co-director and the producers. And so they would have get-togethers during the weeks that he was there, as far as like after work hours, they'd be hanging out at different locations around the city or at the studio Little parties and things, so there was time to just get to, you know, spend time with him and the other people and get to know him a little bit. It was really cool.
3: What was your follow up question? My follow up question to that was, we we don't have a lot as a podcast, but we do have some connections in the board game world. <laughs> board game. Uh, we will try to get you a free copy of Throw Throw Burrito as as. Uh, <laughs> I don't actually you know. own it. Well, there you go. Because I gave it to my niece. We'll 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 try to get a hold of a free copy for you since they've caught a year. It traumatized her yeah. See? Like she,
2: It was her birthday gift. She's turning eight or nine. I can't remember. And I'm the one that always wants to get it out and play again. And she's like, no,
3: you'll <laughs> hurt yourself. <laughs> she's seeing you a year later, and she's like, why are you still limping? Yeah.
2: I was like, I still love the game. It yeah. just was a freak accident. You met Kobe Bryant. Kind of, yes. It's He was around, and there he was. But it wasn't like, you want to go to dinner?
3: Right. Was this at a Was this at an event? For uh, his, they came his for short film? Deer Basketball. Yeah. yeah.
2: They Glenn and him came to uh, Blue Sky while I was working there, and they did this presentation for the the studio, talking about the production of it, the making of it, and all that stuff. I think it was on their. They hadn't won the Oscar yet. I think it was their like pre-Oscar running touring, um, circuit, and I wow. think Blue Sky was just on the the docket. It
3: was a great short film.
2: Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> super the,
0: great. The, it won an Oscar, didn't it? Not? Yeah.
3: It did, yeah. Yep. That's crazy. Which,
0: Over the Moon was om- nominated for an Oscar, mm-hmm. correct?
3: Yes. It's pretty Ferdinand awesome. Ferdinand was, too. Ferdinand crazy. was, too. Yes. So, have you gotten... Is Is that something... Is, like, red carpet stuff something that, like, animators take part in? Or is that <laughs> just, like...
2: Uh, are you talking like about an, uh, the red carpet, like Oscar carpet?
3: No, I mean like for the movies. Sorry. Uh, are
2: yeah. there okay? Uh, are there like like screenings and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Are th- they're called wrap parties? Okay. Oh, of um, course. Right. 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 Yeah, yeah, let yes. me do that
3: again. Um, <laughs> so, so are animators like? Is that do they get included in like the wrap parties or is that? Yes. Is oh, that what okay. they're called? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the layman probably would have thought they were like I'm just, I mean, red carpet events or something. Right, right.
2: I've worked at a couple <laughs> of pl- different places, and they will call them different things, um, but it's a rap party, right? Not everywhere does it. Um, I've been fortunate enough to work at places that have done it, so I can speak on it a little bit. But I I, I have also worked at places that they don't do it at all. I'm so,
3: just uh, wondering if that was a cool thing to get to do to experience it all together as as a cast yes, and crew you know. That's
2: always a fun way to to kind of remind at least, okay, the ones I've been a part of um is the the Project Will Wrap. And animation is not the final department in the pipeline of, you know, telling these stories. Right. So there's several other departments that touch it before it's a finished product. Um and so, you know, at least in in the in the timeline of animation, animation will be usually on another project when the rat party Mm -hmm. comes around. So it's really fun about the perspective for the animation department is when you do the rat party, you're getting together with all the people that made that project, uh, come, come to life. And usually it's a little nice. You dress up a little bit. Yeah. Um, and significant others there? It's like I'm yeah, sure there's Samantha always there's a plus one.
3: Yeah, make you meet all these people. That are <laughs> well, there. I mean, I <laughs> I make her meet
2: all these people because I work with them. Oh, that's so true. Yeah, that's true. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but now she she works the crowd real well because it's not a crowd to her. She's like they're just people. Yeah, like, you're yeah. right, uh, and they're really really fun. So they rented out this really cool venue down in New York City because Blue Skies on the, was in Connecticut, so we uh, were in the city and like. It was really fun They had it catered and open bar and just music and you just hang out as a group. Right. But before you go do that, you watch the movie together uh, in a theater they rent out and everybody's in there. And the only people watching are the people who made it. That's cool. So they this know, is the first time. They know time every time shot. They anybody know every seen detail. it all together? Like in a, f- other than in a like finished form? The, other than like the directors and okay. like the people in the final end. But yeah, the oh, whole yeah. team. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and but the significant others have never seen it. Right? Yeah, right. And uh, you know, and so it's the f- really the first time some general public people they're tied to it personally because their spouses or their significant sure. others are in it. But anyway,s it's fun. And then after that, then you go and you just kind of hang out. Now that's more the wrap party, right? There are red carpet events where, and those usually took place in Los Angeles. Mm. So at least for blue sky, they would raffle off, do a studio raffle for like 20 tickets to the premiere, mm-hmm. 30 tickets. And so you just, you know, hopefully you put your name in the hand, you get picked. And then you do go to the actual red carpet where you get a pass. It's where the celebrities, the voice casts mm-hmm. really walk it and you get a seat and you get to watch it with that group wherever it's being gotcha. hosted in, in, in Hollywood. I never went to one of those. Um, I, and, but that's how those would work. Mm. um i've never been to a and then as far as nickelodeon had a few rap parties uh they weren't red carpet per se Yeah, know that wasn't really it's just like they rented out another venue cast so you know like from office um office space mm-hmm. the jump to conclusion map guy yeah so he's a voice in the legend of cora i can't remember which character okay so we went to legend cora rap party and they have like a screen that you can take more of like a photo booth type thing, but you're not yeah. walking anything. You just stand in front of it, take a picture and they have a real photographer doing it. Um, so you, you know, you get some nice prints versus like a cell phone selfie kind yeah. of thing. Um, but like we got our, Samantha and I got our food and it was really warm because there are a lot of people in there. So we went out into this little courtyard to sit and he was there sitting in the courtyard eating mm-hmm. his meal. And Samantha's like, can we join you? And I'm like, Like man, that's a jump to conclusion. She's like, I don't know what that means. (laughs) And so she just sits down, and we just sit there and have dinner with him. And uh, he's really fun, nice guy, Mm -hmm. and um, really, really cool. Uh, Just you know, a a dude, right? Just having dinner at a party, right? Um, And he was really interested to talk about animation. He's like, Oh, you do animation? What that like, right? And I was like, Right, I don't know.
3: (laughs) (laughs) It's it's cool, I guess.
2: (laughs) That's it's cool. fun. It's, it's no fun. big deal. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Twirling my hair. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, we do, there's stuff like that that happens for sure. But even at Sony on Over the Moon, there was never a final event wrap party. They just had little ones throughout the production to just kind of like Got keep yeah. the morale up. When
3: Glenn would come up. And all, like yeah, there all, there'd yeah. always
2: be one when Glenn and the team would come up. But even when they're not there, they'd have little morale booster They'd cater lunch, or yep. if you had to work on a Saturday, they'd buy
3: breakfast, or right. I don't know. The average listener, probably, you can watch Over the Moon right now. It's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. It's true. Yes. So, it's got rabbits in it, which is really cool. <laughs> own Jake's rabbits. a big rabbit, man. So, Bungie and Jade. As,
0: as people know that, listen.
2: Yes.
3: I want to ask. You were the senior animator. I was... One
2: of them, yes. Okay.
3: What is what is that? How does that differentiate between just animator, 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 senior animator? You
2: know, experience. Okay. Um, different studios have different. I don't want to call them titles, but there there are different titles for different. Um, it, you're still animating. It's the still the same job as far as the process of animation, mm. but that specifically on that production was because I had feature experience before Got you. I had worked in a, in, in film and feature. And when that opportunity did, uh, arise to go to over the moon, they, I was really just content and still would be just being a, because this is a t- title thing, just an animator. That's honestly what I thought I was interviewing for.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, it wasn't until the offer that I found out they were offering a senior position. Well, wow. pretty awesome. And so, uh, when it comes down to the actual in studio responsibilities, it's just you can. They expect you to handle tougher shots, mm-hmm. be able to, because um, there's all sorts of kinds of shots in movies. Right. Um, and you
0: were explaining to me, kind of A B C shots. Or it's
2: a it's a simple way to um, give it a kind of a, a symbolism when trying to explain it. Yeah. Um, like an A shot is definitely hero character, pivotal moment Doing in the scene, etc., yeah. etc. Cetera, et cetera, right? right. It's it's the big heartbeat, emotional action. Yeah. Things right. Um, B shots. Uh, well, let me go to C because then it's pretty much everything in between. C shots are just a quick shot of a character hand reaching for a doorknob. Um, right, pick up stuff. Yep, yeah. yep. Um, it's just, you know, a, a, an establishing shot of just a car driving in the background and like, you right. know, the trees waving in the wind and maybe a couple people jogging down the sidewalk, right? Yeah. Um, you know, for simplicity, they can be called A, B, C shots. Sure. Um, not every studio gives it those titles yeah, um, but it's just a simple way to explain it and then b shots are pretty much a large gambit of everything in between um because not every shot's an a shot and not every shot's a c shot so there's a lot of medium needs and stuff yeah um and even even somebody with a lead title or a senior title or animator title they can still touch c shots they can still touch a shots there's no it really depends on the culture of the company, right? But it's, not like a hard it's all hands a on deck to get yeah. it done. Like, like I could have a sh- I could have a chunk of five shots. Two of them could be one of them could be A. Two of them could be B. Three yeah. of them could be C. My numbers are off. That's six, but you get the point, right? Um, it's animation's the same regardless. But what they will do for animators just kind of getting in, maybe it's their first production, or maybe they've just come from they've never worked on something that. Challenging, They'll kind of cut animators teeth on D shots, C shots, sure. right. To just kind of bring them up to speed on the style. And if they've never animated in a feature production before yeah. or whatever, it's just a good way to kind of let, not let them get overwhelmed. And then, you know, as they progress and whatever, they'll get harder and tougher shots. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I mean, I
0: honestly could talk to you forever. Like, it's so fun to talk about this stuff. I'll call, I'll call
2: my wife. but um, I'm not coming home.
0: Yeah, I'm sure she wants you home, too. She's got
2: stories you want to talk about behind the okay, scenes. Okay, we'll have Sam on. The Life of Animation spouse version. Yeah. yeah. She'll tell you how much it all... It's enjoyable and it's awesome, but it comes with some costs sometimes. Yeah, I bet. But... Everything that's life. It's yeah. not, that's not exclusive to animation. She's just a. Uh, she's less candid than me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, Tyler, it's been fun. I love our conversations, and this was another really, really good one. I'm glad that Jake and Wes got to hear some of the stuff that you've told me, and uh, as just fans of movies and art in general, like it's cool, but it's more than that. It's just encouraging to hear somebody that's. Um, done a lot of, just done a lot of work inside of a, inside of one area of, um, outside of Joplin specifically, but also just in an area that we really like a lot and respect a lot. Um, And we're just fascinated by um, movie making and filmmaking. I mean, the same stuff that you're talking about when you were seven or eight year old it's just like it doesn't really go away as you know you still yeah. have that you know you can tell whenever you I talk to you I know that you still have that drive which is it's great to see and I'm excited to see what you do in the future and um, just thanks for being on mm-hmm. and Definitely. thanks guys we will uh, we'll talk to you soon I'm sure yes oh yeah. please
3: fun. Cool. please watch some of Tyler's work. Uh, we'll put the list of them in the description of this episode as well.
2: I keep being a fan of animation. Yes. Because not only does it encourage me to keep creating, but it it's jobs. Right? Yep. The more yeah. people love animation, the more we get to create right.
0: it. It's better for the whole yeah. industry. So and, I
2: always tell people, if if you want to see more of it, go support it.
0: All right, everybody. Well, that was our evening with Tyler KCAC. Um, that was the full evening. This has been This Podcast Is Not For You. My name is Tyler. Just kidding, it's Peyton.
3: And my name's Jake. I'm Wes.
0: We'll see you next time.